Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nordic Football Podcast. My name is Jonathan Faduba, and I'm joined this week by a special guest. We've uh, tracked him all the way down into Sweden, into Stockholm, and this week we're going to kind of talk to a player. Uh, we decided to bring you a special guest on this show, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Ashley Coffey, uh, who is a footballer for AFC Eskilstuna, and we're going to basically talk about his career today and kind of what it's like life in life in Sweden. Uh, what it, what is it like? You know, he's going to give us the inside info uh, on the club and his career and that kind of thing. So, um, Ashley, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. We've uh, we've had a chat um, for a while, and it's 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 finally uh, good to get on the on the podcast. Yeah, no problem at all. And thanks for your patience. Actually, you, you you've been pretty patient because we've been in touch for a while and scheduling issues and all that kind of stuff meant that we we um we haven't been able to do this yet but you know we've had you in mind for quite a while and uh you finally made made it onto the show i'm really happy you can join us uh how, how is everything yeah really good thanks mate um just really busy training and games stuff like that um we've got a couple of games left uh until until we break up for the the summer break so to be fair just just really busy with with training and games so so yeah, you, you told me before we uh, before we started the show that you're based in Stockholm at this moment in time. What, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, we're we're about a week, well, four or five days till the Euro 2020 starts. Sweden are in there, and you know they're expected to at least maybe progress from the group. Uh, before we get into the, the the bulk of the show and talk about yourself, just tell us what the atmosphere is like. How how are things in Sweden from that point of view? Is it is there a buzz around the city and stuff about the football? Is it kind of do people care? Is it is it People, is there high hopes for Sweden in this tournament? Do you know, or what's the general mood like? I think people are just kind of looking forward to it. Um, obviously, it was meant to be last year, um, so obviously, finally, finally, it's come around the corner, and people are excited for it. Um, I'm not sure about about Swedes whether they they think they're going to progress, but we've just we've just been to get our England shirts today um ready for ready for sunday so we'll look we're really looking forward to it and we've got we've got high hopes for the tournament where will you be where will you be watching the games is there like a just at your house or will it be is there like a bar or something like that in stockholm that you uh frequent or what's your kind of um how we are there, are there sort of uh parks and things like that fan parks or what's what's the um i'm not too sure because of covid but uh, one of our one of our mates over here he's he's got a bar that he owns um and he's he's got a screen in there so we'll probably just chill in there and and probably watch it watch it in there and yeah have, have a good laugh and good time looking forward to it yeah fantastic stuff it should, should be an exciting tournament and do people think sweden can can go far or is it kind of what's he um i'm not too sure obviously with zlatan being being injured now, I think people were looking forward to seeing him. Um, but they've got they've got some good players uh, in the squad. I mean, Isak was 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 on fire this year for Sociedad. Um, I think there's a lot of um, high hopes on him. Um, and then there's a few other decent players. Obviously, Foshbay, who's um, at Leipzig, he's he's a good player. But I'm not too sure whether they they think they're going to kind of progress well. Um, now obviously Zlatan can't can't make it, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely, and we're we're all looking forward to the tournament. In terms of the podcast, we'll probably bring one or two shows maybe during the the Euros. Of course, the leagues are suspended at the moment, Svenskan, but I think Super Etten 
there's still been games recently anyway and and of course uh you are playing in that league so uh, it's really good to have you on and you know you'll be able to tell us a little bit about that actually let me yeah. start you off it's a bit like this is your life to be honest in a way but uh, <laughs> i want to i want to rewind to um i want to take you back to sort of uh around sort of summer 2019 mm -hmm. uh if my information is correct you 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 just um you just come out of you know england anyway and you're about to move to sweden like t tell us your um because I, I believe if i'm right in saying your last club in england was whitby town is that correct yeah, yeah that is, so, so take, that us, is, yeah. take us to the time when you just left whitby town um did you imagine you'd be where you are today and and could you just tell us a bit about that time and you know how it went from there to you ending up in sweden yeah absolutely so i was at whitby town um which is kind of semi-professional in england um i don't know what step it is it's not it's a northern premier league um and i was just kind of i was just kind of bored playing playing like the same teams and the same same players and doing and doing the same thing in england and i just thought i fancy i fancy testing myself and i've always wanted to kind of play abroad um and my ex-girlfriend at the time um she she was swedish and she just said do you, do you fancy moving over there and i was like well i want to find find a club over there first and and and, and thankfully i did that so i left whitby yeah summer 2019 um i'd, I'd had a trial previously at a team called hoodinger if um and they played in division two um which is the fourth tier of swedish football and to be honest i didn't really know what what to expect um like what level i kind of fitted into over over here um there was a few lads that had played for uh hogdal um up north and they said if you start with kind of division two division one um you'll be able to find your feet there mm. So I ended up going on a trial to Houdinger. Um They really, they really was excited by me the first time I, I, I trained with them. Um, and they said, "Look, we want to sign you um, for the for the summer kind of second half of the season." So I just thought I'll take the plunge and and go over there. And I signed with them. Um, we moved, we moved to Stockholm. Found a nice little apartment um and yeah i just started kind of playing for them and uh playing kind of part-time we were training three four times a week and then playing a game as well um but at the time i was kind of working in the school as well i got a job over here um working in an english school which which helped me massively um in the kind of the journey over here because i had that social social interaction from from people there that spoke English and were kind of from from like where I lived back in England as well, which was which was perfect as well. So the football and the work went hand in hand, really. When you um, when you um you said you had a trial, like was it was it something that you yourself uh, learned? How did you learn about the trial? If that makes sense, and you know how did yes um did you just suddenly decide? You mentioned that you were kind of a bit bored. Was it something yeah. that you were, was difficult for you to find that trial, or was it quite easy? Well, at, at first, Jonathan, I was I was speaking to an agent, um, and he was he kind of promised me a few things, but it didn't materialise, and I was just like, I need to I need to try and sort this out myself. So I ended up emailing so many uh, Division One, Division Two clubs, 
um and yeah basically a, f a few teams got back to me um Houdinga was one of those teams um and they just said if if you want to if you want to come and train with us and you can see what it's like then you, then you can kind of make the decision um so i was i was over visiting uh, mixed girlfriend's family um and yeah basically i had a, i had a trial i think it was a, the saturday um trained really well and yeah they really wanted me to sign so it was it was really nice with how it, i kind of sorted it out myself as well um yeah so you were sort was, of you were sort of straight on a you were in England at this time, am I right in saying? You're based yeah, yeah. in Leeds. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was actually living in Middlesbrough at that point, um, just kind of working in working in in Middlesbrough. Um, obviously playing playing for Whitby as well, uh, part time, um, and then yeah, found myself in Stockholm a couple of a couple of months later. <laughs> That's amazing. So so you sent out a few emails, and basically Hooding got in touch with you, and you you were sort of on the next plane. I, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was good actually because I think we had a bit of a break with Whitby because um, I tried I trialed with them. I think it was like uh, February March. Um, trialed with Houdinga, um and then played the kind of the last little bit of the season with Whitby. Knew that I had the contract offer from Houdinga and then kind of flew out in July. I think it was. Um, and then started the the second half of the season and like start of August. Um, so it, yeah, it was it was perfect, really, how it went. What, what did you uh, say in the email? I mean, are you allowed to tell us? Was it you know how did you sell yourself? Because I mean, uh, from what I understand, you know, you, you started your career at Bradford City, is that right? And you know, yeah, you had a couple of clubs as well when you when you came out of the process pro game in England. Um, yeah. you know, how, you must have you must be pretty good at writing writing emails. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just basically told, told them about myself, what I wanted to do, and um, my situation in England, where I played, and I had, I had a bit of video footage that I sent over as well. Um, so I sent that. Um, but to be fair, Jonathan, not many teams wrote back to me. I mean, I think there was only three or four, uh, and I, I, I sent so many emails to teams and tried to contact their kind of like uh, sports director or manager and it was a bit it was a bit frustrating at one point because I was thinking I'm not really going to get a chance here so I was I was thankful that um Houdinger actually did get back to me and yeah the rest is history really yeah incredible I mean your emotions at that time you know how were you feeling it must have been a difficult time for you obviously coming out of Bradford and you know just tell us about your emotions at that time you know how, how were you ever close to sort of maybe set, sort of packing it in yeah, well, no. I, I, was, I was 15 when I was released by Bradford um, and I did really well when I, when I played there. Um, but they, they let me go because I was I was too slow um, and I'm, I'm still I'm still not quick now, but I've got a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, they basically said I was I was too slow. Um, so I ended up going to college. Um, at Wakefield College, which stand, stand, stood me in good stead um, for the future, did like a, a two years course there, kind of playing, playing for the college team, and it was quite serious. Um, and then went to university um, for like, well, it, it took me five years to do a three year course because 
I probably parted a little bit too much, uh, <laughs> and, fo- and football went on the like the back burner. Really, mm. the, the 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 studies was like the the main part. Um, and then after that, I was thinking, well, what do I do now? I'd, I'd played for kind of Northern League teams, and and then I obviously ended up at Whitby, and I was like, I really want to try and progress with my football, and I thought by getting a, getting away from England and and trying a different country I thought that'd be that'd be the perfect opportunity for me yeah do you know what I really really admire that as well because um you know I've done some work in, in non-league and and you know a lot of players when they have that setback it's difficult for them to kind of come back from it and and have that mental strength to kind of you know continue and persist and and I really think where you are at the moment you know and the success you've had which we'll talk about in a minute is, is actually a testament to, to your own character by the way so without yeah. you know blowing too much um smoke up your backside you know just, i think yeah. it is a really impressive thing that you should to be honest be quite proud of um yeah. you know hooding at if for those who don't know them uh yeah and a little bit of wikipedia-ing so yeah. uh they're found in 1912 and mm-hmm. they're a club in the sort of um division two south i think i don't yeah. know if they yeah. at the time but uh based in yeah. in stockholm i mean was Sweden the only country that you were sort of sending out emails to or, or did you particularly target Sweden? Was it sort of something that you, you had in your own mind? Uh, and also when you, you know, when you arrived in Hudinger, tell us, you know, you went there for a try, you said you did well, they, they kind of offered you offered you something. Yeah. What were your thoughts at that that time? What was the kind of the offer and that kind of thing? Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I was I was speaking to an agent and he was, he was trying to get me in at different places. I think Iceland, Finland and um Norway different places like that um but obviously with with my ex-girlfriend being from Sweden um it, it was probably best that that was the best option because she had family over over here and sure obviously she wanted to she wanted to be back in Stockholm as well so it was to be fair that was that was perfect really um in terms of Houdinger when I when I came over um yeah I mean it was it wasn't the like the best money and um and things but like it's it was a start and that's and that's all i needed i knew that i needed to work as well um and that was that was fine with me and obviously working at the english school really helped me kind of um get going over here um but yeah i mean it was it was a really good club um i played 11 games there scored 12 goals and got eight assists so i did re- i did really well and i just kind of got my head down and and enjoyed it it was it was a really young team um that i played in the uh they had a lot of they had a lot of good young players and i was i was a little bit more experienced at 20 i think it was like 26 at the time or 25 um and a lot of them were like 20 21 so they were kind of good young players and we had a really good side and we, we give it a good good go second half of the season. Um I think we finished fourth or fifth. Um and we did we did we did pretty well. Um and I really enjoyed it. Um so it was it was a really good start in Sweden, really. Yeah, and I mean there's a for those who don't know you maybe you don't know your background, there's a reason we got you on this show because uh which I'll come to right now, because you were the top scorer in the uh Etan Leagues, which is the, the third tier of Swedish football. Um, which yeah. is split into north and south. You you were the top scorer last season. You you scored twenty seven goals for EF Core Hanninger, which is the club yeah. you moved to from uh, from Hudinger, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, an incredible ratio of goals in such a you know it's, it's only I think uh, I mean it's is it a thirty game season? 
So yeah, you know, twenty-seven goals in thirty games—that's a prolific strike strike rate. And obviously, for those in uh, in England, it's nice to see an Englishman sort of topping the scoring charts, sort of like yeah. Alan Shearer of uh, of Sweden or something like that in the in the lower tiers. And that really yeah. created a, a big buzz for you, didn't it? I mean, tell us about you know, you, tell us what you achieved at, at Hoodinger to get the move to Hanging Hanninger, and then also because it's a division higher, isn't it? So yeah. you, you kind of moved out there, you found your feet, um, yeah. and then this move came along. Yeah, so obviously when I when I was at Houdinga, um I started pretty well there. I think I scored about five five in three games. Um, started started scoring really well, and and I kind of knew that for me to get noticed, I needed to kind of score the goals and and play well. Um, so yeah, last game of the season, we we played against Harninger, um, and in the first half we were well, we went one nil down, but then. And I scored a hat trick in the first half, um, and my last goal was like just well, it was near, from near near the halfway line, kind of lobbed the keeper, oh, wow. um, and then two day, two days later, uh, like the sports director at Harninger basically said to me that they wanted to sign me for the for the season, um, with like playing in Division One Nora, um, and I was like, yeah, I, I fancy that it's a step up. Um, it's a it's a perfect move for me. It's like the stepping stone. So it went, yeah, it went pretty pretty quick. I was I was training then from like November till till January, and then um, yeah, the, I mean we got we got a really good team together. Obviously, a prom newly promoted team, and we did really well in that league as well for for the next year. And obviously, I scored a lot a lot of goals, so it was. It was a perfect move for for me, really. Yeah, because you had, am I right in saying you had one season basically at Huntinger? So you did so well in that season that you got the move to to the third tier. Yeah, yeah well, it was it was half a season, so it was eleven games. It was. Oh wow! Yeah, and also Huntinger, yeah. uh, from what I you know, from what I've read, that they are a team who they actually struggled. They've actually come from the lower, lower leagues, haven't they? Yeah. And you yeah, kind yeah. of like the am I right in saying the aim was to survive, but you, you nearly won the league. Well, yeah, we I think we came fourth, so we were we were a newly promoted team, um, and we didn't we didn't really have the best preseason either. Um, but you know, when you just like the camaraderie and the team just clicks and just everything just comes into it comes into place, and we were all mates in the team as well, and that's that's what made a a big uh, a big difference with the team because there was there were teams in the league that were better. Kind of in terms of how how good they were and they play they play better football, but our, our togetherness kind of helped us a lot, and we did we did really well. I mean, there was there were some fantastic players playing in that team um, that kind of helped me as well score the score the goals that I did. What was the um, what was the emotions like when you moved you know from England to Sweden? You know, were you were you nervous? Were you kind of like excited? Was there people that helped you helped you adapt? You know, what, describe the the feeling of sort of moving and having that new challenge of having to sort of prove yourself in a new country as, as a footballer. Yeah, I mean, it was, I was I was just more excited more than anything, really. Um, yeah, just just wanted. Just, I've always wanted to do something like this, and I thought I'll try and grab it with both hands and just and just enjoy the the experience of it all. Um, my my ex girlfriend was 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 a massive help she kind of 
helped me so much settle settle over here and um get my get my football going and just in, enjoy what I was doing and yeah without her it'd have been it'd have been really hard so I'll, I'll always kind of be be um have a lot of gratitude towards her um so it was yeah it was it was it was just exciting really rather than rather than anything else I don't I don't really get nervous when it comes to football anymore mm. um so yeah, just more more excitement rather than anything. And was it kind of um, you, you mentioned you also work in part time? Um, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned at school, am I right in saying? Uh, yeah. So, how was the balance in that side of it? You know, in terms of earning a living and that, was it easy for you to find? You know, you mentioned you had your girlfriend out there at the time. Um, yeah. Was it easy to sort of settle in from that point of view, work wise and stuff like that? How easy was it for you to sort of dedicate more time to your football? And how did you change as a footballer during that period of time? If you see what I mean, did you have more time to yeah. compared to England, or or less time? To be, or to be fair, less time because I mean the, the the job that I was doing was eight till four. Right. Um. So I was working eight till four in the school. Then the training was probably like. I don't know, like six thirty till eight thirty. So yeah. it was, it was a quick turnaround. So I'd have, I'd have to take my food with me on the train and get the train to football and get or get picked up by someone and then get home at like nine ten at ten at night. So it was, I mean, it was it was a long stretch. Um, I mean, obviously the, the the numbers speak for themselves in terms of like what I achieved on the pitch, but it was a lot of hard work and dedication off the pitch as well that was that the, the the people probably won't see um mm. i mean i was doing really long days and it was at times i was questioning like do i want to do this and but yeah i'm i'm so glad that i worked worked my backside off and it's 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 finally paid off how many times a week were you training at that time because you mentioned it was you know um four four days during the week and then the game on the saturday for hoodinger as well as handinger right they both yeah, yeah. The same amount of time okay that's interesting yeah so it was i think the only day off was wednesday yeah. and the sunday after the game so it's pretty intense weeks yeah i can imagine working and then going into training four times a week but yeah i mean you like you say you had that desire to, to continue it and, and that's what's helped you now and get get your move to to um eskil sooner the yeah. season you you kind of were top scorer in the league you know firstly for those who might not know your game style what what kind of striker would you say you are you said um you know are you more of a target man type player for those who might not know you and uh and tell us about that season because you know when you when you start hitting goals for a striker you know yeah. it's it's a good feeling isn't it to score so many goals in a season like that and touch up yeah yeah i mean to be fair i can i can i wouldn't say i'm just a target man um i i mean i'm i'm good with my feet i've got good vision and passing and um and shooting as well um but i knew that if i wanted to kind of make it to the next level um especially at hooding i needed to score goals straight away um thankfully i did that so i was kind of like a p- bit of a poacher there um scored a few few nice goals um but harning at the start of the season i had a i had a chat with the manager and he basically said to me he said um that i was i was dropping down too much as like a number 10 and try to do too much and with the way that they wanted to play last season um it wouldn't work if i if i was doing that sure. um so he basically said to me he said 
we need you to stay up up front and just basically in, be in the box and just trust the other players in the build up and just be there when when we need you to to be there. Yeah. Um, and it it took a, it took about four or five games, um, probably a little bit more at the start of this last season where I kind of. Yeah, it took it took me a little bit of time just to adapt to the st- the playing style. Um, but then when I kind of saw the results and we were doing well, and I was, and then I ended up kind of scoring. Um, I realised that this this was perfect for me. Um, and like I said, the, I, I had some really good players around me that gave me a lot of good service as well. So it was nice to it was nice to obviously just to be in the box and score all, all those goals but I, I'd say like I mean I can play number 10 I can play number 9 um, doesn't really faze me um, where I'm playing I'm just I just like being out there and being on the ball and just being involved that's that's the most important thing You you finished the season kind of um, in a reasonably disappointing fashion wasn't it with Hanninger because obviously the, the team was challenging for the league and then just just, mm. just fell away isn't it towards the end yeah, yeah, but you personally, there was a lot of interest in you. So t- tell us about that time. You know, you um, you were hot property at that point. There was an article as well in the, in the national papers, I think, which profiled you a little bit uh, in yeah. Sweden, uh, and you know, you were on hot form at that time. So, you know, just tell us about that feeling and and kind of almost like your dreams have been realised at that point. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was really strange, really, because obviously we we kind of finished the season with with Harninger. Um, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing because we th- we threw it threw it away a little bit in in a couple of games leading up to the f- the final few games of the season, which which was a di- bit disappointing. Um, but yeah, I mean the interest uh, w- was there from a lot of clubs, um, and it was it was pretty new from f- for me really, and it was it was quite strange seeing my seeing myself in like papers and. In articles uh, from from different media outlets and stuff like that, and doing interviews and stuff like that, because a year a year previous, I was I was I was a nobody in Sweden. I was playing Division Two, and no one really knew about me. Um, so it was a little bit different, kind of having all the eyes on me and a lot of a lot of clubs interested in me. So it was it was pretty new for me that. Um, how did you deal with it? How, how easy was it to deal with, or was it? Did you enjoy it? Was it you know that media speculation and pressure and stuff like that? Um, to be fair, it probably it probably took over my life a little bit. Um, looking back now, thinking about it, like I was, don't know, I came a little bit obsessed with it, um, which wasn't which wasn't really good for me, really, because I was just kind of focusing that on that completely. Um, in what sense? What, what do you mean? Obsessed with the the, the speculation or uh, just, of different clubs? Yeah, just 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 because I I just wanted to know where I was going to be ending up. Yeah, because um, I was thinking, obviously, I'd, I'd broken the record for that league. Um, obviously, the next step would have been Super Etten, but I thought that um, I I thought that I'd be playing in in Allsvenskan in the top league. Um, obviously, that that didn't materialise. Um, and at first, I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't, I didn't sign for for an Allsvenskan club. But then, I just thought I'll get on with it. I'll, I'll try and kind of do well, obviously, with my new team, um, and then see where that takes me. Yeah, I mean, 
you had a lot of interest. Some of the you know rumors you can never tell between rumors and fact. How easy was it for you to to determine? Because I know you, you played a cup game, didn't you, against Ordebrod, for example, in in Austria. Yeah, yeah. And I remember um, talking to Axel Kian, just saying like keep an eye keep an eye on you, for example, because we we've had quite a few people from Austria get managers and things like that on, on the show. Um, yeah. How did you? Sort of sort out between what was real and what was what was not real because you were there were really was a lot of talk about you at this moment in time in Sweden and you know as as a potential player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know really. Like it, it like it. Like I said, it was really really new for me, um, and I probably mm. got a little bit carried away thinking uh, that I might might be moving to a certain place and then that didn't come off or then and then I might be going somewhere else and that didn't come off but I think I think now now I've kind of been in the the silly season and know what it's all about um I probably won't get carried away with it anymore um and just what what will be will be um because yeah. because at that time obviously I was I was still working as well um and obviously I I broke the record done really well and was still working at the school and the next move mm. I knew I knew that I'd be playing full time but yeah I didn't I didn't know where I'd be ending up so obviously I'd, I'd, I had to sort it out with my school uh, what I was going to be doing and I had, I had a, a few a few meetings with the head teacher saying I don't I genuinely don't know where I'm going to be going and uh, they wanted they wanted me to let them know when when uh, when I got an offer through and yeah, it was just a bit all up in the air, really. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a, it was a strange time that around Christmas. How did the move to SPL Stuna come about? Um, so basically, the, I mean, there was a there was a few there was a few clubs um, really interested in in Super and I had a few offers like previously. Um, around kind of Chris, Christmas time, um, but I didn't, they, did, they didn't seem like the best option for me. Um, and then one of the, one of the physios at Eskilstuna, he's, he's an English lad, Luke, Luke Robinson, uh, Luke Robertson. Mm. Um, he basically messaged me on Instagram and he said, can the, the sports director at AFC um, have your agent's number? Mm. So I was like, yeah, I sent him it. And then, they uh, they kind of sent a contract offer to my agent. He he said, "What do you think to this?" And I was like, "Yeah." I said, "I can still live in Stockholm, and it's 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 a perfect it's a perfect move for me now." Um, so I'm really I'm really glad that I took that opportunity. Yeah, and it's, how have you found that transition to to the Super Retin? Because uh, you know you've got your big move now. I'm assuming it's full time now, isn't it? So you've been able to dedicate yourself um, to it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so came back in January. Um, I was working at the school a little bit, and then basically said that I, I needed to stop working at the school, and they were they were brilliant with it. Um, signed with obviously AFC. Um, started training. I think it was like the back end of January. Um, and to be fair, Jonathan, it was really tough at the start because. It was it was really mixed emotions because it was I, I, re, I really enjoyed working at the school and it, it's it was a big part of my journey in Sweden mm. kind of meeting meeting all my friends there and um, being really close with people there and it was yeah it was it was kind of strange obviously leaving there 
and then starting professional football, something that I'd kind of dreamt of for a long, long time yeah. um, on the Monday. <laughs> so it was it was a quick quick turnaround. And on the second day, I got injured and I had a few few little niggles and I missed I missed a lot of the preseason. Um, so it was a little bit frustrating and it was kind of like a diff- quite a, quite a difficult time for me because I didn't know many people in the team and obviously with a, with a language barrier as well. I mean, it takes a little bit of time just to get used to it and the playing style and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was it, it was quite a difficult period, but I'm 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 glad I kind of stuck with it and I'm 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 really enjoying it now. Was there any players at that time who who sort of um, particularly helped you maybe settle into the club that you you know you became close to because they got a few um, players. AFC Eskilstuna were were in Osvenc- they've been in Osvenskan in the last couple of years and I know there's players like for example Josh Wicks who played in Osvenskan and um, a few others in in that, in that squad. Was yeah, I mean, yeah. So I signed with a lad called Marwan Bazin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played played against him um, like in in Etan Nora last season. Um, so I've been chatting with him quite a little, quite a lot about like the move, and we, we decided to kind of uh, both sign there. So he he was one of my friends at the start. Um, the, the the striker that I'm playing playing up front with now, uh, Alex uh, Holmstrom, he's he's doing really well. He's scoring a lot of goals. Uh, he's one of my good mates. Um, Albin Lanier as well. He's he's one of my good friends, and obviously Josh Josh Wicks as well. He's he's obviously American, so it's yeah, it's nice to have a few a few good mates there. Um, now yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit of time in a new team. It always it always is going to be like that. Um, but I feel like I've, in, especially in the last month, I've I've found my feet and I'm I'm really enjoying it now. Yeah, you started scoring a few goals, haven't you? As well now. I mean, you you, you bagged a goal um, against uh, against the on shopping. Yeah, and um, yeah, your your, your your shooting boots are sort of coming coming back. How how are you finding the? What's the transition like from from third division to second division? Did you notice a, a big jump? And, and and now you're being professional as well. How how much are you enjoying that side of it? Because it's what you've worked for for the last you know three four years, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's different, obviously training training every day i mean it's 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 nice that i can do i can do that full time um the transition has been i don't know i think it i think it was always going to take a little bit of time um and at the start i I needed to kind of get my head around that a little bit because i think a lot of people thought i was going to be coming into this league and smashing smashing goals in left right and center again and it's yeah and it's not and it's not been like that at the start um and i think managing my own expectations is is a big thing as well because i put i put so much pressure on myself just to score goals and and um yeah i mean it's obviously it's not really started like that but it's it's been nice that the other striker that i'm playing up front with um holmstrom he's he's scoring as well so i think that's taken a little bit of pressure on me Sorry, taking a little bit of pressure off me um, in terms of the goals, and I can, I can play like a a little bit of a number ten role and link the play and find passes and and stuff like that. So I'm kind of playing a little bit of a different role this season, which I'm 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 starting to really enjoy. I like I like being involved in the play, and I think the goal. I know well. I know for a fact that the goals will, will come at some point, 
Um, but I just think in terms of the performance, that's that's the most important thing at the minute. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, as we stand, as I mentioned, the the um, the season of Super Eighteen is still continuing. Probably throughout the the Euros, I think you've got a game on on Saturday against Falkenberg, yeah. and Eskilstuna are currently tenth. What, what's the ambition for the club this season? Because you've got a few good players, and I'm going to ask you about some of them in a minute. But what's yeah. the when you went in there? What was the manager saying? And 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 I think, am I right in saying the manager manager is still Oscan? Yeah, but he's he's well, he's left today. So oh, is he? He, he, yeah, so he's left today. Breaking um, news. But he, say it again, sorry. We got breaking news on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he left. He left this morning. Um, but he was he was a really really top guy, really good good coach and manager. But I think I think we've kind of we've been really disappointed away from home, um, and that's what's probably been the downfall of uh, of him going. Um, I mean, at home, our home form, we've, we've been brilliant. I think we've, I think we've won four or dro- or won, won three, drawn one. Um, so our our home form's really really good, but we've only we've only drawn one away from home, uh, which has been a little bit disappointing. Um, so yeah, so that's a little bit of news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he was uh, he was. Um... He was at Eurogarden before, and he yeah, won, yeah. you know he's won the cup at, at Eurogarden. Uh, big yeah. character, he's got a big reputation. Yeah, we've talked about him a lot in the past on the show, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean he's, he was he was a really top top guy, um, really nice, really nice guy, and um, it took it took a little bit of time for me to adapt to the the the, the style of play and how how he wanted how he wanted me to work. But I think these last three three four weeks. Um, I've started well. I started to really adapt to how he wanted me to play, and I, I feel like I've had like, a few a few good games in that in that period as well. So it's it's a little bit it's a little bit strange, um, but hopefully going forward we can we can do pretty well. I mean, if we can if we can get these well, we've got two games left before the before the preseason break. Uh, sorry, the the summer break. Mm. Um, if we can get six points from that or four four points from that i think we could i think we could do a really good second half of the season yeah i always remember him on the touchline when i was out in sweden i always remember him smoking and uh, having a little quick cheeky cigarette outside the ground so <laughs> yeah. yeah he was always a character around the around the dressing room and that sort of thing so shame to see yeah. has, has there been an announcement on replacements and things like that? yeah um i think i think the sports director uh joad um el jabori He's he's taking over for these next two day, two games, right. um, and then we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not too sure what what will kind of happen after that. Yeah, okay, that's interesting to know. Yeah, good good bit of breaking news there for you on the Nordic football <laughs> direct from a player. So, uh, you, know, you can't say we don't uh, add value to the to the show in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I don't think I'll be getting into trouble. Timing, right. timing is everything. Um, I mean, is there? Um, you know, is there a big English contingent that you're friends with out, out there in in Stockholm? I know, I know. You know, obviously, Swedish is the main language, but a lot of people do speak English, don't they? How is your mm-hmm. Swedish? And is there kind of like friends that you've got who are English at all in that in that in that area as well? Yeah, I mean, obviously, working at the school, I met I met a lot of English lads, um, and they're they're playing kind of at a different level, like Division Four, Division five um uh, quite a few are playing division six as well so it's just 
just to keep fit and stuff like that. But it's nice to kind of know people out here that that are into the same kind of interests as me as well. Um, I actually played a little bit of cricket when I came over here as well. But then when the football started getting a little bit more serious, I, I had to knock that on the head. So I met I met quite a few mates from that as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's always nice knowing English people when you're in a different country. It kind of you you feel you feel closer to home. Um, and the lads that I'm kind of friends with, they're all they're all northern lads as well. So there's there's a lad from Manchester, a lad from Bradford as well, um, a few lads from Leeds and stuff like that. So it's it's always nice to have that over here. I'm going to have to introduce you to Steve because he, he's a cricketer as well. So uh, I think you two would probably get on quite well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 do, I do like my cricket. <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, what would you I mean, one question I, I, before we sort of wrap up, we've got a few more questions and I really appreciate your time. You, um, you mentioned the English contingent and that kind of thing. How, how, you know, do you feel quite lucky in a sense because of the new, you know, Brexit regulations and things like that? I mean, it's now a little bit harder now for players to potentially do what you did, which is send you emails yeah. and, you know, just head off in, into Sweden, isn't it? How, how lucky yeah. do you feel? And, you know, are you on top of the rules out there in terms of what's changed now? And could, could you give an outline of it? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure um, what what the rules are exactly. I, I know that. Um, there was a few players that had to leave because they were they were in playing in Petia. Um I think they had to leave um, because of the, the the like the Brexit regulations and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and obviously with COVID now as well, that that'll make it even even harder. So I'm not actually hundred percent sure about what the rules are, um, but I'm just kind of glad that I like took the chance when 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 I could um, because I think it'd be difficult now. Yeah, definitely. I think I think if I'm right in saying it, if anyone hears this and thinks I'm wrong, feel free to email us or tweet us at Nordic Football. But I think I think it's now um, third division. You, you now have to have a sort of a letter of approval, and and you have to um, have proven employment and things like that, and proven minimal income. I think it is. Yeah. So it's a lot more difficult than kind of being in the EU, where you've got the right to the actual right to travel in it and go and work in a different country. So, yeah, so it's probably a lot harder. I think I think Super Etten potentially is okay, but as you said, a lot yeah. of players kind of come through from the lower tiers, don't they, when they start abroad? Exactly, and that and that's the thing, like the income at like Division 1, Division 2 isn't isn't like full-time money, mm -hmm. so it'll be, they'd have to get like a, a job on the side as well, so... Yeah, bit, I think it'd be difficult for them. Yeah, so it's a real shame, really. I think, um, especially because stories like yourself maybe might be a few less in, in the future. But um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Do you have any any advice for semi semi pro players? You know, to kind of um, you know do what you've done and you know get to where you are for for, for maybe anyone who's listening to this who's, who's been released or that kind of thing. Like how how did you how did you sort of um, keep your head about you and, and keep that you know d desire? Yeah, I mean. I think I think there's so many players, Jonathan, that go through well, slip through the net a little bit, and they just kind of get released, or the the love's not there for it anymore. And I just think it's a real shame because, I mean, there's players there's players that I know of that could that could play in different countries and and try and work their way up, um, but obviously they're, they're comfortable in the jobs and they might have a house, girlfriend, kids, and what whatnot. Um, and that'll probably prevent them from doing it. Um, but there's so many players that I think that they could they could make it 
maybe not obviously in England because it's it's really difficult. But say like a Nordic country or a European country, and was kind of work the way up, and it's it's never too late to kind of to kind of give it a go. Because I mean, I I came over here at twenty five. I mean, a lot of people would never do that. Um, so I just think it's it's good for people to try and to try and give it a go and and see and see what see what they can do. Yeah, I think that's great advice, and um, yeah, definitely one to, to sort of think about for players who maybe who maybe when they do get released from clubs in England, that kind of thing, you know, keep keep the dream going. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with. I mean, first before we sort of wrap up, I will do. There's a few players I want to ask you about and get your opinion. Yeah, um, maybe we'll get one or two more exclusives. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what would you say for you so far as the best moment in your career, and uh, and then in terms of your future ambitions as well, like. You know, do you have intentions of coming back to England, maybe and playing professionally, or is it is it kind of the aim now to get into Osfence again, or what's what's your personal ambitions? Because you're only you're only 27, I believe, is that right? Yeah, yeah, 27. Yeah. So my my, my personal ambition is to try and play Osfence Um I said that when I came over here, I'd I'd love to be able to to play in that league. Um, and I, well, yeah, I didn't I didn't think it'd it happened at all really i thought super Etten might be the like the top level for me but I, I genuinely think that i'm good enough to play in that that level um at Alsvenskan. and obviously with me training every day now um i'm only improving and i've got a lot of improvements still to, still to do um but i genuinely think that i can i can play at that level um so we'll see i just need to keep working hard and sticking with it and and hopefully that comes off. And best moment in your career so far was it probably maybe the move to Eskilstuna, or was it that the you know the running with Hanninger and winning the? Um, I think probably last the end of last season, um, breaking breaking the goal scoring record for that league. Um, I mean it's yeah it's it's, it's a good it's a good league um, that I played in, and yeah I just think kind of just just all, all the way all the way through the season it was kind of. It was difficult because obviously the COVID came and um, we had to work work hard and squeeze a lot of games in. And I just think the, with the team that we had last season as well, um, we obviously did really well as a team. But personally, to win to win like top top goal scorer, a top striker in the league, and then get a move to a professional team, well, I mean, it's it's brilliant, really. Yeah, definitely living a dream, and um, yeah, certainly if you carry on your form and you know keep going as you're going, I'm sure we will see you in Osvenskan before long. Like, yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, let's wrap it up. I'm going to ask you about a couple of players now. Just get, get yeah. your general opinions on <clears throat> some Eskilstuna players because some of them we've talked about on the podcast, and uh, obviously you know you've got more inside information about them and that kind of thing. So uh, yeah. you want to you know, Eskilstuna always have quite an interesting recruitment. They always tend to, yeah. you know, talented players. Like it's yeah. So I'm going to start with one. I just want to ask you about Robin Tihi. Uh, he's on loan yeah. from AIK. He, he yeah. featured on one of our our um, Y Scout blogs that we do for Y Scout, and we 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 sort of uh, wrote about him. Nineteen uh, year old centre back, and I know a lot of AIK fans mm-hmm. who may listen to this show and 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 had high hopes for him. Well, yeah. What's he like? Is he you know? Does he is he an interesting player that you've you know? Yeah. Well, him in training and stuff? He, he actually sits next to me in the in the changing room. Um, so to, yeah, so he's 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 on international duty at the minute with Finland under twenty ones. Yeah. Um, 
and to look at him, he, he looks really young, um, but he's got so much quality about him. Um, he's he's good on the ball. He's quick. He's strong. Um, he's aggressive. And the thing the thing that I've noticed about T is is he works probably harder than anyone in the team. Um, right. I mean, he, he after training all the time, he'll he'll stay behind, and obviously he's he's, he's predominantly right footed. But after training, he'll he'll literally just use his left foot, just pinging forty yard balls with his left foot, and you can tell that he's gonna he's gonna have a big future, just just because of how hard he works and and like his his natural abilities as well as well. So in the next few years, he'll he'll be a he'll be a big star. Yeah, I really like what I've seen of him um, in games and also I was quite surprised they loaned him out to to Super Etten, If I'm honest, I thought maybe um. Potentially, but yeah, no, it's, it's really, really good insight there. Um, what about a player called Rasmus Vikstrom? He's he's a su- absolute superstar. He's, uh, I mean, he came he came in quite well, quite late to this to the squad, um, and yeah, well, he, he marked me in the first first session. And I said to the sports director, I said he's going to be a big player in the future because <laughs> um, he's just—he's. I mean, he's only twenty years old, um, but it's like he's—he's he's an experienced veteran. He's—he's he's that good. Um, I genuinely think that he's, he'll play high in Europe in the next few years as well because um, he's—he's good on the ball. He's—he's he's good in the air. He's quick. He's and he's a he's a natural leader as well, um, and he's a and he's a really really nice lad as well. Um, just calm lad, just gets on with things, and yeah, he's 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 a big player as well. And obviously to have to have those two at centre back is is really nice because at the start of the season I was thinking, obviously two young lads, one one of them's eighteen, one of them's twenty. I was thinking. A few, a few of the centre forwards might might bully him, but no, they've they've been brilliant this season already, um, and they've got big big futures ahead of them. Yeah, Vic Strom's on loan from EFK Jotterberg as well, and I know in the academy there, I know quite a few people there who, um, like you say, highly rate him. So uh, yeah, it's interesting to get get your thoughts on him. Uh, sounds like you you really rate the, the pair of them. Um, yeah, I do. What about do. Uh, a couple more? Um, yep. You mentioned your, your strike partner there, uh, Al Armstrong, because yep. he's kind of the talk of the town at the moment because he's got six goals, yeah. I think, in nine games. And uh, talk yeah. about him, isn't he? 22 year old striker. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he, he came in um, as, as kind of like an unknown unknown prospect, really, because he was at Kalmar. He, he, didn't, he didn't really play that much uh, at Kalmar from the start. He, he came off the bench a little bit. Um, and to be fair, he's, he's well at the start of the season. I was kind of starting on my own up front, um, and then he he came off the bench and scored two against the Acropolis, um, and then he kind of started playing on his own. And then I was I was on the bench a couple of games, um, and we always well we both we both said to each other that we well we can play together as a two up front. Because um, I thought the thought that we were kind of two alike, um, but he he's he's got a lot more pace than me, and he's 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 more of a box player. Whereas I kind of like I kind of like dropping in the in the spaces and linking up. But 
he's been brilliant this season, Alex. Um, I mean, he's deadly in the penalty area. He's, I mean, his one touch finishing is is brilliant. He scored a he scored hat trick um, last week, and just the goals were just brilliant, really. Um, so I think obviously with the size of him, the pace that he's got, and the finish, he's he. In the next few years, I think he'll 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 go on to do some good things as well. Yeah, and finally, is there any other players that you know we should keep an eye out for? There's a few others I could probably name, but uh, is there a few others uh, that we should maybe keep our eye on that you've seen in in in, in the changing room that you think is going to go on? And so, just from your own point of view, um, as you answer that, what's it like playing with these better players? Does it help your game, and you know, does it sort of inspire you in a way as well to up your game? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some really really good players in the in the team and. The the thing is, we just we need, we just need to get that consistency, um, because the thing like the thing is, we'll we'll put in a real good performance and 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 beat a top team, and then the next game we'll we'll lose one nil or two one, and it's it's been a bit difficult getting that consistency. Um, but in terms of the players, obviously you can tell the the kind of difference in class from Division One to Super Eight, and, um, and it's nice kind of learning and playing with these guys and yeah it's a little bit different for me because I'm I'm one of the older ones as well but I'm still learning learning from the younger ones a little bit as well because it's it's my first time in professional football um so it's it's kind of nice playing with with some of these players that have that are obviously at, at big clubs like Icor and Gothenburg and that have played in big teams in Sweden so it's no it is good yeah definitely and uh so I guess you've got Robin T here, Alex Armstrong, and uh, yeah, a few others there to look out for, Rasmus Victim as well. I mean, is there one or two others that you, like you said, is a, that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, there's a lad in, in centre midfield called Ismet Lushaku. Mm. Um, he's he's a really good player. Um, he's he's I think he's like 20, um, and he's he's plays for the Kosovo under 21, so he's on international duty at the minute. Um, and there's another lad. Albin Lanier, that's a brilliant player. He just kind of needs to, he just needs to realise his potential, and when he's when he's confident, he's no one can stop him one v one. So he's he's another player. His his brother plays in Bundesliga uh, for Armenia Armenia Bielefeld, mm. uh, so he's 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 one to watch as well, um, and he's he's only twenty two as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good players really good players yeah um, must be must be really exciting playing with them as well especially where, you, where you've come from you know to, to see you sort of turn your career around is i think really inspirational for a lot of people who might be listening to this not not only players but um, people you know in terms of their lives and moving abroad and stuff like that the challenges are, are difficult How, how's the swedish before we wrap up my, my, oh god my <laughs> swedish is awful <laughs> I can barely speak English. Never mind Swedish. <laughs> well, don't worry. We're not going to test you because uh, you know I'd probably fail as well. My Swedish is pretty yeah. poor. But, uh... No, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I need to start learning a little bit of Swedish. Um, no, but it's, it's it's been really good to get you on the show. Actually, really appreciate your time and uh, really good insights to to sort of um, how you moved from England to, to Sweden and made a career for yourself. And yeah, we wish you all the best. Sort of maybe get into World Svenskan uh, in the future. We'll certainly be keeping an eye on your progress. That'll be all from the Nordic Football Podcast. Uh, my name's been Jonathan Faduba. It's been really interesting uh, talking to Ashley Coffey. And we will be back soon for more episodes, I'm sure, in, in the future. And I hope you enjoy the Euros as well. You can follow us on Twitter at NordicFootPod. And you can also tweet me on uh, Twitter at JF 
football, J-F-F-U-T-B-O-L. And if you check out the Twitter as well, we will tag Ashley on it. You can check him out, Ashley Coffee, uh, Mr. Ashley Coffee, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, and we wish him all the best for the rest of the season. So um, thanks so much for listening. And we will be back soon. Take care. Goodbye.